Bonus episode? Yes. Welcome to a very uh, special bonus episode of Small Moment Big Impact. Today I have re three really, really special guests, Sophia, Hannah, and Verdon uh, from Gunn High School who created a podcast called Project Oyster. I feel like today you guys get to be my pearls on my podcast here. Um, and it's amazing what you've done and the huge impact that you're having on your high school and other kids who are in high school and anyone who's just listening in on your podcast. So I'm super excited to have you on here. It's almost like it's lit. Do you guys still use that word lit? <laughs> do we? Do we? <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Oh, sometimes? Okay. So I'm, I'm still fresh. I'm still relevant. You know, I, I graduated in 2001, but you know, let's just leave that aside over there. So how are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Yeah, yeah. Good. we just cool. took the Caltrain here. Yeah. <laughs> How was that trip from Palo Alto down to uh, downtown San Jose? It was actually, it's really funny because originally, so none of the three of us drive. Um, so we were just like talking to all of our friends and we were trying to see who we could pay to, to drive us over here. Um, but then we realized the drive since traffic is like an hour long. So we were like, let's just take the train. Yeah. How long was that ride there? Like, like 20 minutes. 20. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. If you were in the car. It would have took you maybe over an hour. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Traffic's bad. Okay. Nice. So, uh, Project Oyster. How'd you come up with that name? <laughs> yeah, no Who more. wants to answer? Yeah. Um, so, there's really two different parts. So there's Project and there's Oyster. So oysters, they have pearls inside them. That's kind of the point. As also we call our fans pearls. Okay. But we see people as oysters and they all have a story to tell and we kind of like to picture it as oysters that have pearls inside them it's not always obvious to everyone but we really believe that everyone has a very unique story that only they can tell so that's sort of where we're coming from and then that's sort of our mission so that's where the word project comes in okay so what inspired you uh, three to get together and say we want to create this podcast and how did, you know, what were the steps? Because, you know, we have the podcast set up here. There's so many different moving parts. How do you guys have that set up? Well, so we all came together. Uh, we were on this class um, through the BEAM program, okay. which is a sort of business entrepreneurship and math program at, at our school. And so we had all signed up and we we're all in the same class and we were kind of encouraged to find people who we didn't really know and from make like a startup group with them. So we kind of found each other and we kind of, we had one common thing, which was that we were all in cross country okay. the year before. So we wanted to create something around that, around maybe something for some like safety for runners and stuff like that. So that's how we got together. But from there, our ideas kind of morphed into and changed and we came up with the podcast. Okay, mm -hmm. so you guys were in a business class mm -hmm. together. So did you uh, put post-it notes on the walls and everything? <laughs> yeah, 
So um, BEAM is actually a business program started by um, our mentor, Christina Floria. And then through that program, I mean, obviously, we were the ones who came up with this idea of creating a podcast um, to address mental health issues specifically at our school. But um, through the program, we also uh, got mentorship from the city of Palo Alto, and we eventually partnered with them. And then we partnered with the local YMCA and another mental health organization called Project Safety Net. So with these starting resources and partnerships, we really got um, on our feet and were able to start our podcast. Um, yeah, so I guess like, um, I don't know about the other two of them, but like, I personally felt very strongly because when we were just brainstorming the three of us together and saying, oh, what should our project be? Because at first it was like, let's make a product. But like, that was too hard to make because we needed like a mock, um, I guess, what is that? Prototype. Yeah, prototype of our project. And we were like, we can't just like make something or manufacture anything. So a podcast just seems so much more reasonable for us. And I think um, the idea of having a podcast that was at first, it actually wasn't mental health focused at first. Um, The podcast was first focused on high school life in general because Mm -hmm. we were scared that in our community because Palo Alto and specifically Gunn High School has gone through a lot of um, hardships and dealing with youth suicide and mental health in our past so it was like a very touchy subject that we were scared we would be stigmatized or be like oh like they're talking about mental health like I don't really want to go near that so we started out as a like just a podcast on high school life and um it became very important to me because uh, of all the hardships I've dealt with in my community and like people around me who have been facing issues. It was very valuable to me that we were doing something like this for our community. Wow. So you guys are pioneers of <laughs> kind of breaking the mold, right? Uh, everyone else in your BEAM class or um, they're building prototypes and actually put, putting out products and things, but you had something, a different vision. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because there's mm-hmm. so many questions I want to ask. Because I still remember when I was in high school, uh, being 15, 16, 17, I, I probably had no idea of ever doing something that's going to have such a large impact on society, on the youth, on uh, fellow students, and even teachers and parents and families, uh, too. So I got to commend you guys for doing what you're doing, because it's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah. And uh, so with your your, your project, uh, Oyster, uh, I know you three are all seniors in high school, and you're getting ready to um, graduate. Uh, where's the um, kind of like the forecast or the future of Project Oyster once you've departed? Um, so we uh, we're still talking about that right uh-huh. now. Um, obviously, this is something that we've grown for the last two years, and this is Project Oyster in itself just means a lot to us. So we wanted to stay at Gun and continue, but we're trying. We're still trying to figure out the logistics. We don't know if it's really possible yet. So it's still in the works. Okay. But I think that the message of Project Oyster, the like the whole thing, is that you use stories to um, build connections between people who don't know each other. And I think that's a message that will stick with people no matter what age they are. So we mm-hmm. originally started targeting high schoolers. But recently I um, did an episode with a girl named Rima Parikh, and she talked about how she thinks that mental health definitely should not just be a thing that we address in high school, but then we forget about once we graduate or we move on to college or our normal lives. Yeah. So I definitely think this is something 
the message or the essence of what we've started is definitely going to continue past our graduation. Definitely. And I think the three of us will probably all like work on that in our individual ways, if not together on Project Oasis. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something that you can continue to do because it has a huge um, effect on everyone who's listening to it. I've been listening to all your podcasts <laughs> uh, before you uh, before we even met. Um, and it was something that struck me, um, you know, really strongly too. Because uh, when I was in high school, there were um, other students who had mental health issues, and we saw um, lots of changes, drastic changes within their families when something detrimental were happen. So I know that you're turning um, a a word that is always used in a really negative connotation to something that's very positive. So um, what's your inspiration, and how do you go about? Um, creating such an aura or an essence around a, uh, a subject matter that is so negative? How do you guys keep it so positive? Well, so when we first started off, uh, we had some of the same fears that you, you, were, you were talking about. And because there is still, there was, a, I mean, there still is a stigma around mental health. So we first kind of approached it through high school life and just kind of like stories that our friends just have about anything. So... That's what our first episode was about. It was kind of about a family embarrassment, which was more lighthearted, but at the same time, it kind of still covered some of the other things about high school. And um, after that, I think we got more confidence and we saw that people were listening to it. So we kind of narrowed our focus more on what we, what we wanted to do from the beginning with uh, mental health and stuff like that. You kind of changed the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was the public's... Um, a reception to it um so we grew a lot in our early episodes we're still growing but um we were surprised because we really started seeing a lot of growth when we got to more personal stories each story was valuable but when we had guests on the show with more personal stories, we realized it had an even bigger impact. And that's when we realized that we shouldn't really be afraid to just walk around these touchy subjects. And that when people share these personal stories, um, that other people really connect with it. And we thought that was really powerful. Um, Yeah, and then one of our episodes uh, featured a gun alum named Jimmy Farley. And he talked about his mental health throughout his high school years because he was a senior at that point mm-hmm. and he had gone through social anxiety depression um, and a lot of other mental health issues and he was fully recovered by the time we interviewed him but he wanted to come on our podcast because he hadn't really told anyone about it until now so from our perspective it wasn't just our listeners who was who who are impacted but the people who have a chance to share their stories to That's the people amazing. around them. So, yeah, that's just sort of our perspective. Yeah, I think that um, that Jimmy Farley episode, it really, I think that was our first big moment where we were like, wow, people actually want to or are willing to listen to stories of people talking about their struggles. And we did do an episode on, um, we were talking about this before the episode started, but Gun Confessions, which is just this Facebook page where people can post anonymous things. And I remember after that episode came out, strangely enough, there were actually a lot of gun confessions that came out that were saying things like, wow, that new Project Oyster episode really hit me, or um, sharing your personal stories is just something so cool that like I'm glad you there's someone out there doing things like this. And just those messages, I think, hit us really hard. We were mm-hmm. like, wow, like this is actually like 
a need from our community and mm-hmm. people are telling us that they want stories like this and they want to hear things like this and so that really pushed us nice because it's really uh genuine and authentic mm-hmm. too at the same time and wow it, uh, it it you almost think that wow people want to keep these things really personal and close to their chest but what you're able to do is uh give a lot of the students or just people the platform to share your story uh to help others but what i heard from you is that they basically were able to help themselves more from even having that strength or that courage to share their own story uh, itself on on your podcast. So kind of just break down um, a little bit from when you first got started with doing the podcast. I know it's not easy to kind of like bootstrap and uh, get things started. How is this support and mentorship like for you to get this kind of thing kind of on the road and get it going? Um, so when we started, we were super bare. I don't <laughs> know how else to describe us when we first started. Um, Obviously, we were just a bunch of juniors. We have never run a podcast before. Okay. Obviously. Yeah, yeah obviously. Um, and just like publishing our podcast, we just had no idea what to do. Um, so the BEAM program, it's also a class at Gun, And we were assigned to make a prototype. Okay. And then Sophia recorded an episode with our first pilot speaker, Josh May. Mm-hmm. So we had the audio. Um, but it kind of just sat there for a while. We turned it in for class, but we wanted to get it published. But, like, what did we know? We, we knew nothing about getting audio published. Um, but we wanted our audio to be more than just a SoundCloud upload. The three of us did some research at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. We love Starbucks. <laughs> we love Starbucks. Um, and we found this. Um, distributor who distributes podcasts for free after they're approved. So that's sort of how we got started. And then within 24 hours, our podcast was published. And at first, we didn't have a lot of listeners, obviously, because we just started out. And when we were recording, or when Sophia was recording in the gun recording studio, um, we were literally, we had my laptop and then Sophia's... Like my Apple earbuds. Yeah, her like, Apple awesome. earbuds. You guys were bootstrapped. Yeah, we were. Yeah. That's we very Silicon Valley <laughs> entrepreneurship right like there. Like start up. Zero. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm surprised you guys weren't in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, no, it was definitely... Because I remember very specifically, because it still was a class, we had a deadline to meet. Okay. Um, so for that first deadline, we needed like a presentation and of course our prototype. And I remember the three of us the day before our presentation and everything, because it was kind of formal. We all FaceTimed each other. We were like, guys, we actually need to like do this. Like um, <laughs> we need to get this done. And I just remember the three of us working so hard that day to like finish. We had to write a paper basically on like marketing strategies or like the resources we'd need or like how do we promote ourselves just all of that like all that business that business aspect of everything mm-hmm. and i remember um at first like during that time it was like just like a little over a year ago at this point it was just three of us thinking we were just doing a class project and then really now it's like a real thing yeah so and it's it's amazing so did you feel any pressures yourself because i know being in high school um you know grades sats act all the, all those things kind of come into play and then all of your classes, all of your extracurriculars activity, and then you have this big project that you're working on. How was that on just you, uh, yourselves as, as a team uh, working together? Uh, yeah, so 
For us, the first, like in junior year, we had the BEAM program as a class. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time working during that time. Mm -hmm. And we also found that making the podcast was uh, very, it was very efficient. And it took us maximum of 30 minutes probably to record it. Uh, to record it, but there was a lot of work behind that. But Of course. But um, I have to record it. And then also, it didn't cost us anything. So we were kind of happy that that was how we could make our product. So I think we were lucky to have that diamond beam to work in the, to work on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, with this, just kind of share with me a little bit more about the beam um, program uh, itself. Yeah. So beam is a program started by one of my high school teachers, Christina Floria. Um, she was a math teacher, but she had this vision of giving high schoolers access to business education, which obviously isn't something you can really find anywhere else in the country. Um, So she started this program. um, It started at Gunn. And basically, uh, it started out as a club where she helped teach business concepts to everyone who was willing to come out to the club. And then the club got really big that it was turned into a class. And But essentially, it is a nonprofit separate from the class. Um, So right now, they have locations all over the globe in um, Germany, Mexico, Mexico, and a couple other places. Yeah, and all spun from Gun High mm-hmm. School. Yeah, yeah. All, like the work of that one teacher. She's really incredible. She yeah. works so hard, really, um, and she does all of this by herself. And like, I think she was definitely really an inspiration for everyone, like everyone she teaches. She's just like a good person in general. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah. She's, she's uplifting really and yeah. inspiring you guys to do just greatness exactly. uh, when it comes down to it. So now this BEAM pro- uh, program is has spread to, you said, Mexico and... Yeah, like uh, Germany, Germany Shanghai, and all I think. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. All so you two, you three are definitely proponents of a uh, success story mm-hmm. uh, of that there. Being, being as a high school student now and then going into uh, college next year or so or however you have your plans, um, what's your aspirations or what drives you to kind of do everything that you do? Um, to, to start with, to, to graduate and everything else? Well, uh, what I like, what I think what I enjoy a lot is working with other people. Okay. Um, I think just collaboration is so valuable and, uh, and in addition to that, communication. And I think that through Project Oyster is its own mode of communicating stories. And I think the stories are also a very, are probably uh, the best way to tell someone something. And I think I've learned that People like learn so much more if you tell them a story mm-hmm. versus if you're just telling them facts or just discussing it. So I think my aspirations after this what I take away is probably uh, like storytelling and um, just being able to talk to other people and work together. Yeah. yeah. So what is your goal, um, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. uh, for your future or, or what do you want to be or what do you want to do? Um, I, I think in college, um, still thinking, but... I'd want to do something in um, in business. So that's why I took the the beam class at, at Gun, and uh, I think I could use some of these skills over there. If you're looking at like the big picture, I want to become an engineer. Okay. But I think working with Project Oyster and being a producer on this podcast was sort of proof from my own self that you didn't have to be like a professional writer or a professional podcaster totally. or a journalist to share people's stories. And I can really see myself doing something similar in college or even just working, continue to work on Project Oyster in the future. Okay. Um, so I think that 
in that way, this has been really meaningful to me. Nice. And in, in, in engineer, are you looking to get into software, electrical, mechanical? Mechanical. Mechanical. Okay. Mm -hmm. what, what's the interest in mechanical there? Well, I did robotics for a while. Okay. And I really like the idea of engineering and like seeing like a product at the end of engineering. Um, so it's sort of beyond just computers. You can see things moving and that's something that really excites me. Nice. I'm interested in studying philosophy, actually, um, okay. philosophy, economics. And um, I think that it's just kind of cool seeing that the three of us all want to do very different things. Yeah, so definitely. Share this very common interest. And I think um, what I've taken away from this podcast in my experience here is like what Verdon said, storytelling is very powerful. And I remember something that um, I took this class about great trials in history over the summer. It was like kind of like a law class because I have an interest in being a lawyer in the future. But um my professor said, like, the words that everyone's ears will perk up to immediately is if you say once upon a time to them, or if you, like, start with by saying, I'll tell you a story. It's nostalgic. It really that's is. Right. So that's why everyone, like, everyone can connect to that. And, like, the words once upon a time are in, like, every language mm -hmm. that ever existed. Um, so I think I've taken away that storytelling is the best way to connect with different people. And, like I just said, um, people are connected through stories no matter what part of what walk of life they come from or wherever they want to go. So I've definitely taken that with me as in like everyone's more interconnected that, than you may think they are. Yeah, every uh, story, there's some type of relatability. It's almost like music to uh, certain songs there. You know, because in my business, I'm in the real estate business. And for properties that we sell, we also tell stories uh, about a home, about why someone built this custom home the way that they did. And then the uh, the stories or the memories of how things uh, came about for a home and why they remodeled and all these other things. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And what you three have put together, um, I'd love to continue to see it uh, flourish. And if there's any way that we can help you in any way, we're more than, than happy. Like, I've been in business for 13 years now, ever since high school. I was always into business mm -hmm. uh, itself. And I can only imagine where I'd be if I had heard your podcast Thank um, you. years ago like moons ago, because I graduated a long time ago. <laughs> so next year is 2020. Wow, that's 19 years difference. Jeez, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's amazing what you guys uh, are are doing. Um, and kind of continue to that further, I know that there is a, uh, it, it's big in today's society about mental health, uh, right? And I know that there were a lot of uh, different incidents that happened at your, your school that kind of sparked your interest to, to do this. Um, and from what you're, you're seeing, and because you're in high school now, are you still seeing that there are a lot of people who are kind of holding back or more people coming out and just sharing more of their stories? Well, I think that one of the things that we saw is that after the fourth episode, which featured uh, Jimmy Farley, uh, there was a huge, we got a really good response from that, and people started emailing or messaging us saying that they wanted to come onto the podcast instead of us reaching out to them. And I think that was really uh, nice to see. Uh, I don't know if that applies to everyone, but I'm glad that there's sort of that that thing that, oh, you know, you can, you can talk about your problems, and I think that people respond well to it, and it's not a bad thing to do that. So I hope that that message goes out. Yeah, the mediums yeah. in that message there. Um, I also feel like, well, gun has changed by the students themselves. Um, so there were suicide clusters at gun a couple of years ago, and 
the media, the way the media represented Gun was almost in a distorted way, as if we were just sort of like this side group of teenagers who have gone through really hard things. And that's sort of the only way they described our school. We're a really tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened after the suicide clusters wasn't really shown. Um, there was a suicide that happened our sophomore year. But what happened after was that um, there were even more resources available on campus. Um, there were therapy dogs on school every Thursday free therapy on campus. And at first, students weren't really aware that these resources were available to them. But then um, a lot of students came forward and told their stories in one way or another through social media, etc. And I think it was through students themselves that gun culture started to change. And we were just a part of that, um, which we are really grateful to be part of. Yeah, yeah I think I want to add on to what Hannah mentioned. Um, I have like kind of a personal story when it comes to that suicide that happened our sophomore year. Um, Because I remember I was, when it was announced, it was like the last class period and it was like the second day of my sophomore year. So it was like the second day of school. And I remember I was in the gym because it was like PE class and there were like hundreds of kids in the class. And I remember one teacher just announced it and then like the room was silent for like maybe 30 seconds and then it was really weird people just started talking again and like people just pretended it didn't happen I remember being very shocked by that and that's why I personally feel so connected to our podcast because at that time I think I kind of was in a really bad place because I was like why is everyone just ignoring that this fact had just happened like I think the administration and like the adults at our school were really trying to do a lot to try to help students but the students themselves were not recognizing it or not trying to help themselves and I think that a lot of a large part of our mission has been to get students themselves to recognize that there are resources available to them and to um, help students recognize their own, um, they if they need help, like, and they should know that there are resources available to them. So I think we're really in the part where Hannah said it's really students that are helping each other now. And I think that's very important to say because the administration is definitely doing so much for our school, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely the mindsets of the students that has to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes like a whole uh, village to do it all together yeah. and um, throughout any time that there's hardship uh, it brings people together mm-hmm. and uh, it's amazing that the culture of the school and this is what they need to put on the media you know like mm-hmm. what you guys have done um, after the fact and continuing to kind of move it uh, move it forward that's uh, it's like social media right anything that's great that's on the news everybody's liking it and then when there's something negative then it's, you know, there's not enough emojis for it or, mm-hmm. or they they don't quite respond the same way or they just scroll through it right away because they don't want to see it. Uh, so when you're talking about that 30 seconds of just like quick silence and then everybody's like, okay, we'll brush it off. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to kind of shed light on uh, the issues. And that's one of the things that uh, as you kind of progress in, in life and business too, is that whenever there's a roadblock, just hit it head on rather than just turn turn your head or bat an eye or however it may be. So I think you three have really, really bright like futures ahead of you. So, um, you know, the our podcast, uh, the theme of my podcast is small moment, big impact. And what you three have done for your school, the students, everyone, I, I don't believe it's just a big impact. I believe it's a huge impact. And it's one that is going to be continuous. 
Um, so if you'd like to, I'd like to just find out what was the small moment for you three uh, that created this big impact there? What was that one? If you can define one moment itself between the three of you uh, for your podcast that really made it. Um, I think there were a lot of small moments, but one moment in particular that really just stays with me is, um, so I mentioned Jimmy Farley earlier. Um, he was someone who talked about his mental health in the past and yeah, and then we got really good response from that episode. But he was actually one of the graduation speakers at Gun, one of oh. two graduation speakers. And I was at graduation in the back because there was a lot of upperclassmen I knew. And so I was just up there at graduation and I wasn't really expecting anything. And then Jimmy talked about um, Project Oyster in his graduation speech and how that changed his perspective on mental health and how it led him to become a more bold person going into college and someone who's more receptive to other people's stories. And that really struck out at me because I felt like, like I mean, we just got a mic. We got a headphone mic, and <laughs> we just work on it here and there. And now there's someone in front of the podium, in front of, like, thousands of people saying, oh, like, telling the story and then having the opportunity to tell the story changed my life. And that was a moment that was small, but really impactful for me significant mm -hmm. too, at the same time because you you saw the impact that you actually did on someone's life and then they're actually using it as a testimonial uh up on stage for thousands of people to hear i'd say a small moment for me was our first presentation okay uh at our beam you guys are all laughing yeah. about it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think uh so yeah we worked really hard on it and we chose a really cool uh presentation theme and had like fruits on it and all and uh yeah i think that was it really kind of legitimized the whole idea because before that it was all we were just like writing and we were just thinking about i mean we were writing it and uh and we presented it it's uh you sort of understand in a different way yourself even though you've been writing even um doing it and uh we got a lot of advice from the mentors so we presented to our our classmates and then uh christina she brought in some of the mentors on the beam board to kind of uh, look at our presentations mm -hmm. so they gave us a lot of advice um and we incorporated that into our next presentation i think we we're all laughing because um that first presentation was actually a little rough for us. Like, <laughs> okay. we didn't do the best. Because, um, like, there were just some parts where, for example, like, all businesses, companies, they have, like, mission statements. Yes. Um, and so we actually presented, like, we had a paper, but we could choose what we wanted to include in our five-minute presentation. So we put our mission statement up there. And at the end of our presentation, there was one mentor who said, okay, which one of you guys has that memorized? Which one of you guys can repeat that? And we all just looked at each other. And we were like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> none of us know it. Um, so I just remember we were kind of, like, not discouraged, maybe that's not the right word, but we were kind of hurt, like, after that, because we were like, wow, our prides have been hit, like, <laughs> we didn't do that well, um, but yeah, and so I guess for me, my small moment is definitely, as I talked about earlier, the day before, when the three of us were just, like, cramming and, like, mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. grinding for it, because yep. I think, um, yeah, because we just thought it was a project for school, um, and I think what Hannah mentioned about Jimmy Farley mentioning us in our graduation speech was also in like a small thing for me that was super impactful because I think, um, as Hannah said, it was something that the three of us, we like have like a group chat and we like text about it and we're like, oh, 
um, this episode will come out then, or like who has a guest speaker lineup. But it was kind of like a side of what we did. Like we had schoolwork, we all had our own extracurriculars. But that made us realize that wait, this is a big thing that mm-hmm. like um, is working, and we should continue doing it. To kind of like close up or wrap up our um, our podcast episode itself, is there any words of inspiration? That I'd like to hear from each of you, Sophia, Hannah, and Verdon. I didn't mess up your names this time. See, right? Okay. Yeah, got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, any words of wisdom or inspiration that you like to leave for even the next generation of students who are going to enter freshman? Because you said sophomore year, second day in was when the um, the suicide that had happened. Uh, that's huge. It, that has a, a detrimental, it can ha- you know really mess with your psyche at school and everything too for students all around. You're just starting high school for two days. So any words of wisdom like that you'd like to share for other incoming students, let's say they're in eighth grade right now, getting ready to go to high school, and they hear about all the pressures of high school life and maybe the you know guys might get their heads put in the garbage can and all do you guys still do that no my my years back in the days uh kids got had that that was really bad but but any words of wisdom that you'd like to share first sophia um i guess what i'd like to say is just from my entire high school experience um it's funny because i was actually thinking about this the other day because my mom was talking to me and she was just saying, oh, I remember how three years ago you were so timid and shy and like, look at you now. Um, and so I think my one piece of advice, I guess, or inspirational words I would say to basically anyone, um, especially kids going into high school or like entering a new chapter of their lives, is that never ignore anything. Like if you see a problem in your life, in society, like don't just brush it off because that's where problems come from. Problems come from people ignoring them. And I think the first step to solving those problems and to not just make a change for yourself, but for other people and for the greater community is you have to do something about it. So I think my one advice is just go for it. Like don't hesitate and don't be scared that you'll be rejected. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my advice to incoming freshmen would be to not be afraid of surrounding yourself with people who you think are really great. Um, I think I was really lucky because I had a lot of great upperclassmen who were really great and who really were influential in who I became. Um, Like I was in student council freshman year and I still am, but throughout these four years, the people I've met um, both in and out of student council, like I've just seen them do things that are so like, amazing and things that they are so passionate about. Um, like there was one senior my freshman year, her name is Chloe. Um, she was actually one of the guest speakers recently. And she started her own mental health organization called Youth United for Mental Health Representation. And she's trying to shed a different light on suicide in the media and change the way it's portrayed. And just seeing people like Chloe just made me realize, oh, I could do something too. So, yeah. Very, very, very inspiring. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for me, I think one piece of advice uh, that I actually heard from one of my friends was that um, everything takes time and things will eventually fall into place. And I think when, yeah, like Sophia, so when you're entering a new chapter of your life, uh, especially for freshmen, everything can seem super overwhelming and you hear so many different things. Uh, there's so many things you can do. Uh, you people think that they start thinking about college. Uh, they hear about all this mental health stuff. So I think that if you just take it one and one step at a time, uh, just try and 
do do things that you find interesting and uh, take care of yourself. And I think I think it took some time for me to to kind of find to kind of get settled with myself. And it may take like two or three years, but you know you'll finally be you'll finally find your place. Hopefully, you'll find your place in whatever setting you're in. So wow, really wise words that you three have uh, shared. I kind of share with you the words that um, the F5s is what I live by is faith, family, friends, fitness, finance. And then uh, with work, I like to add in some fun too. Otherwise, if you're not having fun, it's it's not, you know, why do all that and try to balance it? So uh, what you're saying is just hit every problem head on. Don't don't brush things under the, the rug, anything whatsoever, and then just keep inspiring others with your story and what you're doing and um, really uh, kind of raise, um, uh, shed a, a new leaf on uh, mental uh, health itself to where it's more positive there. So, and then with you, it's just time will tell. Just, just That's really, really wise too, right? Because I know when I was in high school, and even now, you just want everything so quick. Uh, and there's no such thing as delayed gratification anymore. And I think uh, with what you said there, kind of just wraps uh, everything uh, up is, you know, you know, have patience and patience is a virtue and time is everything. So I got to say, I thank you three so much uh, for coming on to Small Moment Big Impact Podcast uh, with you three here today has really made a big impact on my life too. And I know that... All of our listeners and our audience who's listening to this, uh, it's definitely going to have an impact on them. And you three are going to inspire so many people uh, with your stories. Uh, So to infinity and beyond and everything that you do, wish you guys all the best. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much. Yeah, this was a really good experience. Awesome. Yeah, I keep doing my own thing. Yeah, never looking back again. I can get it, I can make it, yeah, I know it, and I'm never looking back again. Yeah, never looking back again. I can get it, I can make it, yeah, I know it, and I'm never looking back again.